Hello and welcome to season 10, episode 9 of Permeated in God's Presence. If this is your first listening, what a time to be here. I am so grateful for you. And I pray that God reveals himself to you through this episode and even as you catch up on previous seasons. And for those who are already family, I'm sure you know by now that I can't, won't stop saying this enough. But I love you so much. I'm so very grateful for constantly listening and sharing. God bless you. My name is Titi Reju, a proud Jesus girl. Finding so much joy in sharing the word of God as the Holy Spirit helps me to encourage someone out there. I'm constantly learning to be very intentional about pursuing the promises in the word of God as I journey towards understanding his will and purpose for my life in different seasons. And that right there is the core of this podcast ministry. Thank you, Lord, for a new day, for a new week, for a new month even. We're so grateful, O God. I pray that as we listen to what is on your heart for us at this time, that it will be everything you intended for it to. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm so grateful for this new week and, of course, the new month of August. Welcome, welcome, welcome a new beautiful month and everything god has been doing through this channel in this season i am so very grateful for my prayer is that you continue to receive revelation and insight as you receive his charge and word for you on here you see a very good friend of mine and sister moyo said something last week you know she had posted one of the episodes on her page and then she said you know, the Holy Spirit has to be doing cahoots with Titi because the amount of dragging and affirming has been in equal parts. And I remember laughing but being so certain that there really was no better place or way rather to have described, you know, what this season has been. I mean, from being dragged by the collar literally to a deep hug from God, you know, it's how my beautiful father works. And one thing you would always hear me say is, I listen back right to some of these episodes and it can only be the Holy Spirit for real because more often than not it is so brand new to me as well and all this just to say God is working okay God is working in and through all of us and the extent of his manifestation is the extent to which we allow ourselves to partner with him okay Wow, God is awesome, I tell you. That's that's really all I just want to say. God is awesome. Okay, but that's not even the message for today, okay? I really love what God has put on my heart for this week because it couldn't be more apt for this time, okay? We're in a season where people are getting easily triggered. You know, there's a lot of noise in the world and it's getting tougher and tougher not to be swayed by you know the false beliefs of the enemy and i feel such a strong nudge to share this now because there's so much bitterness that seeming beyond people's control if it's not fx today it's fuel tomorrow it's unbearable cogs and you know it's impact on everyday people the endless struggles for the basics literally you know and the list goes on and on and on and i know a lot of times people want to 
be rational. They dismiss the spiritual. But that's also how the enemy works because you are a reflection of your thoughts and mentality. Okay, so the longer you linger on the negative, the more you believe in a lie. That it is reality shouldn't make it your truth. You know, you get to choose what is true for you and your mind. I mean, Apostle Paul knew what he was saying when he said, fix your thoughts on what is pure, what is true, what is lovely and of good report. You know, my friend, one of the tactics of the devil is that believers think that others cause bad things in their lives. You know, ultimately, he wants you bitter. He wants you to be unforgiven. He wants you constantly upset by things. You know, he wants to feel like you can't do anything about it. And the mind is a constant battlefield of the enemy. You can't play the victim when God has chosen you as a channel for victory. I'll say that again because that is a word for somebody. Okay, you can't play the victim when God has chosen you as a channel for victory. And so through today, I just want to shed some light on, you know, a few, what I say, characters from the Bible, you know, who have been in position of being, you know, sort of like the playing the victim and how they overcame it, right? Either from a place of revelation or from a place of fasting. And then also the category of people where, you know, it's felt like it's other people that are trying to victimize you, but some way, somehow, God still singles you out, you know, for victory. So let's start off with the character of Joseph. And Joseph here, I'm speaking to Jesus' earthly father, okay? In Matthew 1, 18 to 25, please look through this and so you understand. But of course, it's a very familiar story, right? The story of Jesus' birth, for me, never gets old and will always be so edifying for us as believers. And I'm starting off with this example because it is so profound to the victory you and I have today. And also, it tells a story of discerning the move of God. You see, so Joseph was on his own and counting down to his wedding to Mary, you know, probably weighing out on the hashtags and all of that. Next thing he knows, Mary is with child. So I can't even imagine how devastated he must have felt. But being a just and righteous man like the Bible describes him, he didn't want to bring her shame. So he had a plan to send her away very quietly right so as i pondered on this i kept wondering well joseph must have felt like the victim like how could she have done this to me you know right then angel of god stepped in real quick and let him know to not be afraid and this was from a place of revelation you know he said to him you're not being victimized actually you're about to be the father of the messiah i mean this is me um, not putting it in verbatim, but just making sense of what the story says. And said to him, you know, he'll save his people. So can you imagine what could have happened if Joseph walked away or rather asked Mary to leave? How emotionally traumatic it would have been for Mary herself. You know, and how victimized she may have felt in that time. But God needed Joseph in this story because... It is a reminder of how he never stops partnering with us in our path to victory. And I think that's one thing that I want to let, I pray it sticks with you right now, right? Because God would never stop partnering with us on that path to victory. And that is the 
the the revelation that I got from studying Joseph and Mary in a place of you know perishing that victim mentality you know God sees the bigger picture when we do not but how sensitive are you to his partnership you know if we don't know how to partner with him we won't know how to obey his voice when he speaks to us okay I also want to speak to the character of Gideon He's also somebody that I really love his story um, from Judges 6, right? God is really intentional, I tell you. He really is. And you see, the story of Gideon is one that I love so much because he started off being so uncertain, yet bold enough, you know, to ask God for as many signs as he needed. You know, he could have come across as a lack of faith. But don't we all get that way in different seasons of our lives? I mean, here we are, you know, probably overthinking certain things and wondering, God, I need a sign. You need to let me know if this is really you. So here was Gideon having experienced, you know, oppression time and time again. So I can imagine how fragile his heart was and how he had learned to disguise. I mean, all while being so protective of what they had left you know and that explains why he was beating wheat in the wine press instead of threshing floor because they had to hide from the Midianites okay then the angel of God came to him again I really love this angelic visitations you know and I believe that that is one way that God can help you overcome that victim mentality so I pray that yours is received soon enough in Jesus name amen so yes the angel came to him and said brave man God is with you you know his first response sounded like oh please you know don't tell me that I mean if God is with me why is all of this happening where are all the wondrous things that our forefathers spoke about you know he gave us liberty only to abandon us for everyone in Nigeria right now if you're Nigerian it must sound really familiar I mean we are constantly asking what's going on who did we offend is God in the midst of all of these you know and like Gideon we stay operating with that victim mentality that could seem justifiable right I mean it's a reflection of our reality but if there's one thing I know about God he's not faced by our reality because he's in it too he wants to let you know that in the midst of all these, I have called you. You're a channel to victory. You know, he said to Gideon, have I not sent you? Go and save Israel. So God is saying to someone, save the situation. Don't play the victim. And this doesn't have to be about signing up for the military or getting into a political office. It is about how you shine your light in the dark times, how you refuse to be like the world, knowing fully well you are not of the world. It is beaming with hope in a way that, you know, others around you begin to wonder, are we not in this reality together? It is how you change the narrative and not proclaim with your mouth the negative. So can I tell you the truth? Your perspective is such a profound part of harnessing the fullness of all that God has created you to be. So you possibly can't attempt to blur that vision with limitations. You see, Gideon couldn't see what God saw. And it's why he stayed playing the victim, asking, but how can I? I mean, I'm not even from the most elite family. I'm even the youngest. How qualified can I possibly be? But I've come to say to someone today, I need you to see you the way God sees you. 
I also want to speak to the character of Esther. Look, I love, love, love Esther. Can we also just take a moment to draw lessons from Esther? Because it's how we get to learn how she had, you know, powerfully perished that vixen mentality. Because a lot of us are already in the position to victory or victory, but we can't see it. You know, a decree was passed to kill all the Jews at the time. But here was Esther. She was queen in the palace. And then she heard this and then she played the victim at first. And she's like, oh, you know, you can't step into the king's presence without being sent for. And in my case, I mean, I haven't even been asked to come to his presence in the last 30 days. But like Mordecai, I sense God wanting to shake someone up today. Saying you have been created for such a time as this. Arise and be the channel to victory. You see, like Esther, she was called out and from that moment became bold to receive the victory that already belonged to her people. You know, it's so typical of us as humans to make all the excuses. But excuses, I've realized, do not make the difference we want to see. So Esther engaged in a fast and that's how she overcame the victim mentality. In fact, the boldness came so strong on her that she said, Look, I don't even know what to expect when I head you know before the king uncalled for but she said to herself and the mentality she had was such that even if i perish it's from a place of desired victory for my people so what is god calling you out and right about now what is that thing that you stay sulking about but god is saying that is not what i have asked you to do you are called to so much more you would save or salvage this situation with the power that i have put on the inside of you now on the flip side you know it's one thing to play the victim by your own self right and it's another to be victimized by others you see the great news is when you are called to vindicate even when people try to victimize you god will still single you out for his victory story so quickly let's shed some light on the life of david and joseph okay god has said to samuel go to the house of jesse and anoint one of his sons, for I have chosen him to be king. We all know how the story goes, right? None of the sons in the house at the time was who God had chosen. And Samuel had to ask, are these all your sons? I don't know who needs to hear this, but God is bringing you into the light like he did David. You know, your name will be demanded at tables where you are not seated. As a matter of fact, those on the table will not even sit until you arrive simply because you operate from a place of victory so here was david in the you know in the in the field you know tending to the sheep being the shepherd and so it must have felt like the most mundane task to have been involved in at that moment but that was god's preparation for victory okay so david arrived and it was clear what god had purposed for him all along I mean, imagine if David was playing the victim when he came face to face with Goliath and thought, eh, you know, he's so big. Here I am. What do I even have in my hands? Just a stone. <sighs> Look, there's so much that God wants to do with you and I. But we just need to perish that victim mentality. Whatever it might come across as, let it go. Let it go. So let's not even get started with the life of Joseph. Now I'm speaking to Joseph you know the one whom his brothers betrayed 
right from being betrayed and sold to slavery by his brothers to being accused by Potiphar's wife thrown into prison forgotten in prison you know but all the while he was on the path to victory imagine if he let the victim mentality get in his way for a lot of you god is saying right now do not terminate the victory ahead of you by playing the victim there are times to find ourselves in seasons and situations that you know feel uncomfortable don't feel deserving but have you paused to ask god what will you have me doing all of these you know the victim mentality is so convenient but it's not who you are called to be christ himself was victimized for you and i so how dare we not walk in the victory you already obtained i want to let you know that it will not always feel perfect situations will not always seem like how you want them to look or imagine but i just want to pray and encourage you right about now that god opens your eyes your heart and your mind that in this season you really search your heart and you let go of every form of victim mentality every sense of entitlement everything that may seem as bondage whatsoever in the mind that is not letting you think and see you the way god sees you i pray that you find liberty right about now that you know you see god separate into every single situation that concerns you and you see how you know he he turns everything around in your favor because what may not look like it now what may be so you know hectic and so tiring and feel so so gruesome right now soon enough you will just see what god is about to do and what he had been doing all along because you are set up for victory you are not a victim and i pray that you are set free from everything that holds you back right about now in the name of jesus amen thank you so much for listening it has been so beautiful sharing the heart of our father with you on the podcast if you missed any of the previous episodes and seasons our love for you to take some time to listen and i pray that god reaches your heart anew in that moment please continue to share with your loved ones and encourage someone out there with the word god bless you and remain in his presence Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful month of August. Thank you and bye.